Welcome back to Sacred Streets. So, you're back with your girl, Kita. And Papa Chola. And Ogumbola. And we are here to talk today about spirituality, alcohol, and narcotics. So I think I can, I can ask this question for everyone. Can you still get lit while being in this tradition? Yes, you can. Sorry, Mom. Tradition. Our tradition, uh, specifically. So what's up? Can we get lit? Can we? Can we drink? Oh, I mean, yeah, all right, right, all right. Well, yeah, yeah. Can we? Can we smoke a little herb? Can we do some things? What's what's the word on that? Yeah, yeah no crack, but <laughs> no. What we need? What we need to say? Crack is whack. Crack is whack. Okay. But you can um, <laughs> use outside of ritual, I would say. Uh, some people use in prep of. Um, sometimes alcohol is in prep of. <laughs> Y'all must got an inside joke. What, 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 what? In all these years is always, a, it's, it's, it's always inside something. What happened? What happened? Crap. <laughs> I come from crack era. <laughs> that was a bad time for us. That's a but yes, in our tradition, you can. Um, <laughs> we got Ebola a minute. <laughs> Is this a laugh crime? What's happening? Oh, shit. All right, we're Y'all don't really. I'm telling you. It better say crap. <laughs> oh, oh, right. It's so many levels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the question is can you, in the tradition, in this tradition, in this tradition, as you as local media, oh. all of that? Can you? Well, he shay all of it. Okay. Well, it. well, so the thing is, you have to separate those, I guess, traditions because, like, in Nigeria, like, smoking cigarettes is not, like, a thing. Mm -hmm. Culturally, you know, they don't really... Smoke is not a thing in there just every day. Um, as opposed to, like, in Cuba, to tobacco is a part of... Well, is, is a part of their culture. And... You know, they use tobacco during ritual um, and just in social settings. Um, and also, it's an economic staple for that for that country, or was. Um, so, like, in Nigeria, like, you don't see people smoking to the Orishas. Like, Ogun, Eshu. Um, so, just at a, at a base level, lit with liquor, can you still drink liquor abroad? Yes. Because that's something that's kind of constant all the way through. Whether mm -hmm. you Isheshe, whether you Lukumi, Antaria, um, mm -hmm. most people partake in liquor during the ritual. Right. Most Orishas um, take liquor as an offering. So it is it is advised in most Ifa practices that balance and moderation with everything is most important. Um, yeah, but like using during a ritual ceremony, no. 
I've seen it, but that's not uh, it's not um, something that is taught. It's probably adopted just through mm-hmm. American culture and then African culture being married and how we use weed for everything, you right. know, as opposed to like in Nigeria, they don't even smoke at all um, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, it's more conservative. A lot more, there, a too. lot more, you know. You know, you kind of hide it if you smoke a little weed. You, you know, you kind of hide it like that as opposed to here. You just, you know, you burn it like whenever. Um, but I think everything is in moderation when it comes to be fire. Uh, but um, no no one is advised to be out there mind high or high when you're actually doing ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, or drunk when you're doing ritual. Um, but we do use alcohol during during the rituals, there's also some, I guess, narcotics where like marijuana can be used in certain medicines. Okay. Depending on what you're making. You know? mm-hmm. so, so, you know, it's not right or left. You know, it kind of ebb and flows depending on the situation. You know, mm-hmm. but but as a as a rule, no, you're not you're not doing ritual like super stoned or super drunk or high or anything like that. Nah. All right, so that's in ritual right so let's say you know you just you kick back and you're chilling and you got some herb you got a little weed and that's how you unwind um i know for me i get more creative when i when i do flower or however you want to call it um some people feel like they have heightened perceptions like it it gives them superpowers or something like that is do you think there's some truth to that and how would we know, like, okay, I'm just hallucinating, or really, there's been, like, a lowering of the veil, mm. per se. You know, because you hear about that a lot, but some people's like, you was just tripping. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or do we have instances where you could get a spiritual revelation or whatnot? Well, I mean, you know, it's some native indigenous practices that use different herbs to get the psychedelic feeling. Uh, definitely, you know... Native practice, you know, the indigenous people. That's why I know we're talking about Ifa, but that's one thing that they use psychedelic to get them to the spiritual realm. I should, mm. Right, I should, I should say. <clears throat> well, you know, you got some shrooms, too. Yeah. No, there's shrooms. Right. <laughs> they, they take you to the next level. So, I never know, tried shrooms. And you know, some it. voodoo ceremonies, it's a lot of liquor used. And so, you know, like you say, I guess it just depends on where, what practice, what tradition you're practicing, or would you say, like, what house? Mm-hmm. We would say the house, you know, because some folk, some folk stuff is different than other people. I think, I think also it's important to remember or research um the I guess spiritual or historical use of of uh let's use uh flower for an example. Mm-hmm. Um, um years ago um if you were connected with marijuana in any kind of way there was some kind of um connection to reggae to Rastafari or at least Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. Right. At least. Because mm-hmm. you smoke a reef. At least. Right. 
And so, and so there's culture and context behind that culture that says the smoking of marijuana is not just something that you do. It's a ritual and it's an herb that you use. Like, you know, marijuana is the healing of the nations. You know, that's, that's, that's you know, used in, in a lot of, uh, well, that's a parable, a Rastafari parable. Um, people refer to, well, Rastas prefer to uh, the burning bush mm-hmm. being a symbol of uh, <coughs> that particular herb that's burning sacrament to elevate your spiritual uh, awareness while you're doing some kind of ritual or some kind of like drumming or or what they would call nyabingi. So I think that I think that if if we understood the history or or even just that line of history of how marijuana is used as a spiritual uh, tool, then I think that if we were using it here with more intention, we could get better results as opposed to like um, getting super duper high with no uh, um, historical context without any intention and just kind of riding away because, you know, spirituality is never riding away. It's a way to ride, Mm. but at the same time, there's a destination that you're normally going to for some kind of blessing or peace or balance in some kind of way. So, um, I challenge all people uh, here that do partake uh, to go into some of the historical um, uh, facts of the usage. At least through Jamaica, you can find a lot there, just alone. Um, I've seen it uh, used in Senegal uh, with the, uh, the Bifal tribe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, they're using it. Um, but I think, I think here, because we've used marijuana and and liquor as escape routes from oppression, brutality, depression. I don't think we've quite married those two ideas together yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even your question was, was, okay, after I get done with spirituality and I go do this, like even that alone says we haven't brought those two things together quite yet. And right. so it's not you or me, it's just how we think as a, as a people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first time I, I saw somebody even opening a bottle of liquor at a ritual that was, that was supposed to be religious, I was like, dang, are we about to drink some liquor? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's happening here? Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, well, oh, they do it. Oh, okay, that's cool. All right. Mm-hmm. The spirit drink liquor? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Actually, that gave me a, a little bit of um, comfort. Like, mm-hmm. okay, things that I'm used to, things that I saw my grandfather do and my, you know, uh, uh, elders do, is actually a part of our religious practice. But before it was looked at, well, I looked at it as something that was negative and taking me away from spirituality. Mm-hmm. If I drank or if I smoked or if I did this, I was less spiritual, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see people using it in rituals, like, oh, okay, damn, well, there, there are ways that we can use these things in balance and with intention and still uh, benefit, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. See, I look at it from, I guess, this kind of nuanced situation. So, you know, 
when you when you got the marijuana, when you got the reef or whatever, it's <clears throat> it's a medicine. You get what I'm saying? So it's like that's how I always thought about the use of marijuana, cause who told us it was bad to smoke reef? You did what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So once it was banned, of course they're going to go on to say no to drugs, whole million dollar, trillion dollar campaign <laughs> over so many years of it. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, what I'm, what I'm saying is moderations, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say, moderations. Of. So like you say, you should research it. If you like to smoke weed, Smoke your weed. This is just how I look at it. I don't smoke weed. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, but if you want to use, if you find somewhere that they use it in spiritual spiritual setting of smoking weed, or like I said, I even go back to uh, mushroom. Mushroom is becoming very popular amongst a lot of people because they're using it as a medicine. Right. They're helping with ADHD, uh brain fog, but it's microdosing. Mm-hmm. So when you think about microdosing, it's that's moderation. You ain't finna give me a whole right. and, and be up there with outcasts or you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just so and then when I think about it, when you when we talk about ritual, I think about a guy named uh Patrick Beverly Randolph. He a white guy, but he is they would say he's the father of sex magic. But he used weed in, in the uh right. doing the doing his ritual. Right, right. So they accredit him as being the father of this type of ritual. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly Randolph. You mean smoking weed and have sex? Smoking weed and have sex. But you gotta we think. Doing that. Right, but this was this was the this was the late 1800s. We was doing it before then? Yeah. Right, but you know, I'm, I'm talking about her, I get you. I mean, but it's her European like, education. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm getting at. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so he is the father of that. But even to, like I say, man, even to shrooming, you know, I never I never took a shroom, but you know, they saying how they seeing, uh, it's a lot of studies that I encourage people to look it up. Uh, they seeing help with uh, sleep disorders, uh, very bad, what they call severe depression, microdosing. So, right. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm looking at the health benefits of it. I ain't looking at it for recreational purposes. Well, then you're speaking to intentions then, intent. Right. But you you mentioned the bifall. I was first introduced to the bifall when I, this was like oh four many, many years ago, many years ago, uh, in the Gambia. Okay. And we were getting ready to leave, and guess what they do? They spit at our feet, and we was just like, "What, what are you doing?" And they're like, "We're we're protecting you from the spirits. We have to spit." So it's like, "Oh, okay, this is the thing." It's you know, um, same thing with the alcohol in our ritual. We do it, you know, and that's to clear away the spirit. So it's like you think about the intent behind these things. Even the medicinal side of it, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's a specific intent versus I'm about to just do this and just escape, you know, which we know the danger of that is overindulgence, you know, an overdose. So it's all about your intent. And with the intent, I feel, comes to balance. And your education, too. Because yeah. if you're doing anything, even if it's just marijuana, you got to know what kind is it. Is it indica? Is it sativa? Right. Starting with that. So when you right. move to other things like like shrooms, 
just microdosing alone is not enough. You need to know what kind of spore you're dealing with, you know? You need to know what kind of spore which, you know? which, which opens up, which opens up, I don't say it's a problem, but it's the issue that I see happening now that um, a lot of people are, are getting into deeper herbal uh, psychedelics, mm -hmm. ayahuasca and, these, and other kind of herbs from different traditions, but not, first, not understanding what um, historical uh, um, background the person may have uh, guiding the ceremony. Mm -hmm. If that person is uh, studied and accredited, if the herb that you're taking is grown with the right uh, ritual time, because like like in that world, everything is so particular. Like, cause you know, even in E5, we're doing ritual. Like everything you're doing has a, has a, has a, has a meaning. So they're just like Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. You know, Aaron Rodgers took the throne. Mm -hmm. Mike Tyson said he, well, Mike Tyson said he did the toad though. Mm -hmm. Basically what you going into basically mm -hmm. like, so Aaron Rodgers said, you know, it was guided by Sean, man. And of course he got millions of dollars so he can go and get, the official. The official right. priest. Oh, you get what I'm saying, right? No, yeah, I'm, I just want to add mm -hmm. on to what you were saying. Yeah, and, and so and so with the education part is, and I might use I use weed for an example because that's that's very tangible. If you're going to smoke and you want to like get elevated to enhance your work, then you're going to smoke the strand that's going to keep you up, mm -hmm. as opposed to the one that puts you to sleep. You know, and so. Cause it, what indica do? Indica is in the couch. It had you in the bed. In the, in the couch. Indica <laughs> puts you in the couch. Yeah. Sativa keeps you up. That's kind of how I learned to know what which which is which. Indica had you in the couch, and so when it comes to those levels, you gotta really know what you take in, uh, how much you're supposed to take, and if there's any ritual attached to it, then. The spiritual uh, content of the person guiding the ritual, uh, their history and all that comes into play. And I don't really think uh, most people are doing the extensive research enough mm -hmm. to go deep into those um, meditations mm -hmm. uh, and really understanding what they what they getting into. Or being like. Like you basically what you said, I'm gonna piggyback off what you said, like of uh, being a student to learn. Not rushing. Before you go take something. Right. Go study a few years. Right. Especially dealing with a psychedelic. Cause you might go and not come back. Right. That's why I'm always scared of. <laughs> right. You feel me? So mm -hmm. but didn't Will, Will Smith talk about like some trip? I don't know what he does. Right. But he was like... But it's the same. But that's the same. No, you're right. That's the same <laughs> thing Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson said he did the toad, though. He said, so what do you mean by that? He licked the toad. He licked the toad. It's a toad. I'm so square. I don't know. No, right. But... but <laughs> the toad? Yeah. A, a, a frog. A toad. An actual toad. But, like Bobby was saying, it was, uh, it was by a shaman. Somebody with years, probably... This guy probably was... Third generation mm -hmm. shaman. Like he said, you got you you gotta learn. Like you ain't finna go up to nobody on the street calling the blind man. I'm finna get me some because I'm finna damn 
go to the next level. Shit, it might be fentanyl, which we gotta be careful on fentanyl because we have that had so many overdoses on fentanyl. People cutting it with the weed, just all kind of crazy shit. You feel what I'm saying? So I think you definitely should find you somebody, do the research, like like Baba say on the reefer, on the, on anything you want to do if you want to go to that spiritual peak where you're trying to get. I would suggest go and, and indulge in that culture for some time. Yes. Um, I think I think most of us read, 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 get some advice from somebody and be like, all right then, boom. Yeah, let me nah, try that's this. not it. As right. opposed to flying to that, to that place, yeah. staying for a month or two, understanding the herbs, the geography of the place, history right. and that, you know. It's it's like it's like an E5. You wouldn't you wouldn't join E5 and then six months later start doing elbow. Right. Or start not at all. just taking all these different medicines or these aquashades. You would want to know, like, well, why is it black? Yeah. You know, why is that one brown? You know, you want to know all of that before you just start ingesting things. Um, and so yeah, as a as an old head spiritualist, I definitely suggest that, you know, you're trying to like um get into these other vehicles of spirituality. It's good to do your research yeah. and 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 not just reading and um, advice because, you know, what you see with your eyes and you smell with your nose and you touch with your hands is real experience. Absolutely. Um, and I don't think, I don't think we're taking that opportunity to um, go that deep quite yet. Mm -hmm. um, but to, you know, to back it up on just lightweight, like, liquor and and and, and um, you know marijuana yeah. I mean I see that it's being used by everybody first of all um, it's it's not a sin in our tradition it's not like you know it's something that you can't do and I think I think one of the other issues um, is that because the tradition is based in an indigenous and such an old text there aren't those inserts for fentanyl mm -hmm. and crack and crank and powder and all of that, you know. Yeah, and so so I think that like when you, when you're looking at spirituality and those kind of drugs, I think we have to rely on the the messages of moderation, like we've been talking about, mm -hmm. the messages of clear mind. Yes. The messages of of stronger already like when it, when Ifa's or the Oracle, Mary Lagoon, whatever. When it's saying things like that, I think those are the areas where we can plug in some of our drug abuse and usage translation. Yeah, yeah, to be able to say, all right, well, if I say, well, you need to take your or read better. Damn, you know, I, I have been snowing an eight ball here, you know, <laughs> three days. As opposed to going and just putting shea butter on your head yeah. and coconut water and then going and start another eight ball, yeah. you know? So I think that I think that because that text is so old, we haven't had the uh, dialogue or the understanding to, like, curb some of the uh, destructive behaviors that we're doing through E5 because it's not saying, don't smoke crack or don't do this or don't... It's saying things like already emotional balance and that, right. and we're not relating that to our drug usage. Cause you know, it, cause you know, if you drink, hold on, I'm just what I'm saying is like you add on to what you're saying. You know, and if you one of them people, when you drunk, 
you going home jumping on your old lady. That type of thing, like you saying. Mm-hmm. We ain't, that mean your ass need to start drinking. Right. Right. But definitely go get you some help. Yeah, isn't it as a crush? On top of divination. Then, you know, add, add that with it. And some therapy and some right. divination. Right. Yeah. And some therapy and some divination and some therapy. Yeah. <laughs> because you're using it as a compensation for something. It's like, it's something that you're using in the in this void. You're trying to fill it with these narcotics or this right. alcohol. Right. And that's just not healthy. Right. You know, we, we, not we, which we're not, uh, what's the word? We're not attacking nobody. Just saying, like, you know, you know if you get high, and you know when you get high, they turn you to a whole nother person. You definitely should be maybe trying to seek someone. Or else. if you're drinking and getting high, you're not accomplishing. Right. Mm. You're not productive. Right. Um, yeah, my introduction to to again was through Rasta people, you know, Rasta fire people. And they work it, you know, they smoke it and work it. They're not just smoking and sitting or just doing nothing, you know. The smoking is a sacrament and it goes with the works. And, you know, they're working, doing things all day. So I guess my introduction was not a late not through like laziness or through sitting around. It was more creative more of a creative boost right uh and to and to use it mentally i always tell my young students like if if you're gonna smoke if then don't let the weed stay on your head let it move your feet too mm. and that i guess that you know it seems to help they're like yeah because i do be sitting here just thinking <laughs> like you say go on yo but you don't get up and move at all you, you sit know? right there in the couch you in your head the whole time and then you smoking <laughs> again you know with more ideas you and back then, back yeah you got another smoke session yo. but you ain't got up there on your feet and did nothing yo. right. so um so they smoking back to bite yeah that's how i hit my young hands with it so they can just understand that there are ways to uh, manipulate the energy of the drug you're using um, and not let it use you but you use it yeah yeah well I mean I think when you it's kind of like similar to and correct me if I'm wrong it's similar to meditation you know and lucid dreaming you know there should be a way that you can once you get used to it you know you, you're, you're able to like quiet certain sensations in your body and be mindful mm-hmm. and all that and I, I kind of attribute that to when you're on earth you know if you're using that for me, that's mm-hmm. a creative outlet. Because mm-hmm. okay. it quiets my critical brain. That's just me, though. Mm-hmm. But I also know, yeah, I can't do, I can't overdo it because then I'm just going to be sitting in the bed all day. And what <laughs> use is that? I do have a question that's about... Or staring at a wall, <laughs> like... <laughs> right. Yeah, see, I can't smoke no reefer, though. That, it, it do the total opposite to me. Mm. <laughs> See, cause when you already crazy, you don't need to get to get you crazy. Crazy on your feelings. I can admit, nah, oh, I can't. Woo, do you have anxiety issues? Yeah, you do. So that reefer mm-hmm. it, it, might intensify. I be looking like Malcolm X. That chopper, like boy. <laughs> Give me a couple beers and a couple shots. Mm, straight. Yo. All right. Well, what? Speaking of which. How do you feel? What do you feel about libation? Because I know, uh, I just know certain events that we used to have in the black community, especially on campus, you know, we thought we were doing something. It's like, we're going to do libation 
after the black black national anthem, you know, and we would go through the process. We have our little plant, you know, but then you also see in pop culture, especially in, you know, hip hop, pour one out for the homies, you know, was libation always water-based? When did we swap out the lick for liquor? All those things. What is going on there? It's, it's, uh, it wasn't swapped out. It's either or. Mm-hmm. Like we used um, water for certain purposes, and we used liquor for certain purposes. Um, uh, if you look at the parables, uh, even Phelot spoke of some of the parables. Water has no enemies mm. in one of his songs. Um, so when you're pouring libations with water, you're invoking the attributes of water, uh, and how when the water hits the ground, it's going to change the energy of the room. Or the space, and so liquor is another libations that does that does something else. Um, um, it refreshes. It 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 uh, acts as an astringent to okay. the room. It uh, uh, brings about a spirit of uh, of wealth mm-hmm. to the room, or something that you like use, but it's not not a necessity. So it has these different personalities attached to it that you use uh, for the libations to invoke for the people that's witnessing that ritual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, boy, I uh, I indulge in a libation for the homies and Jay, you know, when we chill. (laughs) You know, I post all my for the dead homies, but I'm a... I'm gonna drink some with the dead homie too. <laughs> but I ain't gonna throw it back in the dead homie like uh Bill Gibbs say on that good tomorrow song. You pouring one out for the dead homie, then you throw the damn bottle right back on the ground to him. Nah, we gotta, you know, make sure you put your put your bottles in the trash or recycle whatever you do. Yeah, I'm I'm drink so I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna drink the libation though. Yo. Now me, I don't I don't drink like that. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. we go out, yep. doing my thing, you doing this thing. Yep. <laughs> No, it's funny when I um Give us a lot of double sprite, please. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, double sprite. With a little orange juice in it to look like I'm drinking. <laughs> With a twist of lemon. Put a lime on it. Make it look like I got something going on. <laughs> we giving you a shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go on, hook him up with that. That yeah. ass. Yeah, what I drank in a Frisco. <laughs> now, I'm not, and so and so I've never been a drinker. Yeah, he's never yeah. been my okay. friend. Never, yep. never. I, I will drink, I can drink. I do every now and then when when everybody else is drinking, I have something, but I'm a lightweight, can't drink. But I had a taboo for this year. Uh, it's up now, but um, I couldn't drink, mm-hmm. which was strange. Like, yeah, I don't even drink like that. I don't, I don't have liquor at home. I don't buy it when I go out. Mm-hmm. You got to buy me a drink. Like, uh-huh. that's my thing. You know, I, I'm not buying no liquor. Um, and so to hear if I say that, it was like, Mm-hmm. Why is my mm-hmm. taboo not drinking? Mm-hmm. And they mentioned it a couple times. And so, of course, whatever he says, done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but through this year, I've seen, ah, mm-hmm. if, if I need to be drunk, yeah. If I could drink, mm-hmm. I would be drunk as hell right now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that situation. And for about a week straight. Oh, wow. I can't handle that. You know, I, that's not, it's not my arena. But, a couple situations would have had me like, I'm about to just get drunk, you know. So, like I'm he, here. Yeah, he yeah. flies on point, you know, very, very much on point. Um, even when you're 
when you're not a person that uses. Mm -hmm. um, there's a context in our spirituality that says, you know, it's not just because of drunkenness. Um, sometimes it's just for your emotional state. Yeah. Because, you, know? um, you know, I don't need to be pulled back from drunkenness. I don't drink. But right. What would that look like, though? Like, if you never been, you, you blacked out. <laughs> I'll black out on four beers. Because that look will put you down, but that look, like, if you if you going in in a certain state of mind and you get drunk, it goes 15 times more of that state of mind. Mm -hmm. So if you sad, and you say, you know what, I'm sad, I'm finna just get drunk. You gonna be sadder. Damn, yeah, for me and for people that I know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like he's saying with E5, you know, I ain't, I'm not saying he was sad, but you know, just something you going through. Like E5 said, like, nah, he don't need to drink nothing. <laughs> I, yeah, I know what he's saying. <laughs> I know I what he's saying, because I done been there before. Like I done been stressed out or just down and out. And I go have a couple of drinks, then no couple of drinks turn to 10. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, I shouldn't, I know I, I'm drunk as hell and I feel good, but I'm still, that problem's still there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm damn finna have a crazy hangover and I'm sick mm -hmm. and I wake up and I'm still, the problem still there. I couldn't drink that damn problem with at all. But you know, it's, it's, it's what you do, you know. Right, right, right. I had a, I had a similar taboo, but it was still letting me drink. It was like, yeah, you could drink, girl, but moderately. I was like, well, I'm a social drinker. Like, I don't, I don't keep liquor in the house either. It's just, you know, I might have a couple bottles of wine, but I, I don't crack them open unless there's friends over. But it was the same thing. It was just like I'm going out more. I'm meeting more people. I'm going to conferences and networking. It's just like you want another glass? Maybe not. <laughs> See what I mean? Because I have to keep it moderate, so it's a nice reminder. Because yeah. you will find yourself in a situation. It do. It's like, oh snap! Like, damn, I want to drink. <laughs> and everybody else around you is just turned up. Yeah. You know, have but a good time, <laughs> laughing. You over there with Blues. your, you over there with your dishoney. <laughs> right. Um, Weird. Yeah. Uh, Smirnoff. Right. A little five percent. Right. So you know, I mean. But what about y'all's taboos? How, what's your relationship with narcotics, alcohol, and spirituality? We wanna know. Let us know down in the comments if you're watching. Subscribe regardless. Let us know what you think. Maybe there's something we missed. I know there are some instances in Christianity, you know, with the wine. Um, and all of that. That's so, why Jesus did turn water to wine. I mean, then. we ain't saying nothing, but. He turned to wine. <laughs> he turned, hey, why look? Get you some wine. Y'all be drinking that sparkling juice. Don't let me do anything. That boy drunk wine. That boy just came in and knocked everything off the table, turned the table over. <laughs> yeah. Well, let us know. Yep. Let us know. All right. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Streets this time around. Yes. And we look forward to connecting with y'all soon. Yes. Take care. Ashe.